0: Creepy. I don't like it in here. It was Matthew. What? <laughs>
1: I've always been a medium, Um, even coming into this world. I remember being, um, oh my God, I think it was like four years old. I had um, imaginary friends, pets. Um, I would always be playing in my own little world with people in my head. Um, So it started that young and my gifts, like they grew with me but I shoved them away because of society, right? Um, So then I shoved them away. And then after my father passed and I started my career, um, my other career, I guess I should say, I then had a knack for finding things and I then began to hear things. So I started to study more, I began to tune in and I started to hear more and then I found a teacher and it just exploded from there.
0: And welcome everybody to Haunting Live podcast this week. We are back after a couple weeks off, which is really nice. But we do have a special guest joining us here today who we will bring on in just a moment to talk about psychic mediumship today. And uh, we're excited to have her here and um, but thank you first of all everybody for following us on social media we've had a lot of people follow us lately which is wonderful we appreciate all the support here on the show and uh, thank you for all your support under our YouTube channel all the subscribers lately Uh, don't forget to hit the like button as well that does help us out on YouTube getting out there more and if you like what you see here on our show each and every week don't forget to share our work as well because that helps spread us out as well so um, one other thing I'd like to mention before we bring on our guest today is we have updated our blog on our website. So we have a bunch of new articles listed from past guests and stuff like that on our blog. I uh, highly recommend that you go check out some of the new articles that we have posted up there. We post them on our website under our blog tab as well as on our YouTube post as well. You can check it out there too. But today we have a special guest. We have Carrie Styers here. She is going to talk to us today about her journey through mediumship and what she does as a, as a psychic medium so let's bring on in
1: hi, hi trevor how are you it's so so happy to be here today with you that's and wonderful the entire crew
0: yeah thank you for being here i appreciate it i know you just got back from vacation so you're overseas and uh, i know you're kind of jet light but thank you so much for being here today i appreciate it
1: Well, it kind of puts me in the right mood, I would say, because, you know, being in Italy, which is where I was, I was walking amongst, you know, ancient ruins and, you know, temples, and you can only imagine that as an empath, Um, which all of us are, you know, being a highly sensitive person, an empathic person and intuitive that I was on ah, (laughs) energy overload, psychic overload there. So I think I might be in some kind of trans dimensional field right now, but I'm super excited to spend this time with you today and with your audience.
0: Uh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. I know it's uh, kind of rough just getting back, but I do appreciate it very much. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, about your experience, and if you encountered anything over there. Um, but first of all, I'd like to start with um, your basic mediumship. Uh, you're a psychic medium first. So uh, what drew you into becoming a, a, psych, a psychic medium? Well, I
1: think for a lot of people, you know, um, mediumship or any form of intuition. I think sometimes for a lot of us, it calls us. And for me, you know, I don't feel as though I even had a choice <laughs> in this matter. Um, you know, I believe we are all energetic beings. So I feel that first and foremost, that everyone has the ability to be able to sense and perceive that we're all sensing and perceiving individuals But quite honestly, I I grew up in a very small town in the Midwest in Indiana. And when I was a little girl, I was very, very close to my grandmother. And I grew up on a farm. We spent every day together. She was my BFF. And when I was six years old, she had a heart attack and passed away in her garden. And I was devastated. And I remember um, going to her funeral. So it was at her funeral where kind of all of my... Senses, perceptions, everything kind of got came online because at her funeral, we were, you know, she was a very pious woman and we were at the church. And right before the service started, um, I heard someone call my name. We were sitting in the pew at the church. There was an open casket in front of us. Okay. So I could see her body in this open casket. And I heard someone call my name, um, my nickname. And someone said, Hey, pumpkin. And. I remember looking up and being like, okay, where did that come from? And I turned around and all of a sudden I saw my grandmother, uh, walking down the center aisle of the church dressed in her Sunday best, (laughs) um, surrounded with a few friends. And she walked to the, to the end of our pew, stopped, turned to me and said, hello, pumpkin. And I was like, grandma, what are you doing? (laughs) What what are you doing here? You're supposed to be up there in that casket. What's going on? You're supposed to be up there. I remember being shocked and being like, what is going on? And she said, well, pumpkin, she said, I'm here for my big day now. She was like, you need to talk to your parents and you need to scoot down and make some room for me. And PS, I've got some friends with me here too. And You know, I remember that first seeing her for that first time in that way, it really felt to me, um, as though when I saw her, like she was an actual physical person standing before me, you know? Um, I think sometimes when we see energies or when we see spirit, it doesn't always come through that way, but I think it was destined to come through that way for me because it was so, there was no, um there was no deceiving, you know, there was no, there was no sense of like, did I see this? Did I not see this? It was like, no, I am absolutely six years old having this experience, seeing this person who I'm clearly seeing in the casket in front of me. Um, And so I remember whispering to my mom, my mom whispered to my dad, my dad whispered to my grandfather. And all of a sudden everyone scooted down into one side of the, you know, the pew and this big space, it left this big space And I sat there at that funeral um, with my grandmother, side by side with my grandmother, um, watching her interact and respond to this beautiful service that was taking place that was in honor of her. And um, I remember her clapping and I remember her singing with the choir. She was a member of the choir. I remember she teared up a few times and she was just giddy. She was having a wonderful, fabulous time and I was, (laughs) I just remember being a kid and being like, what is going on here? But I was so excited. I felt so much peace because here she was next to me. I wasn't sad because I saw energetically how she was not sad at all. You know, in fact, she was very, she was happy and her friends were clapping. And, um, at the end of the service, uh, she got up to leave and I was like, (gasps) oh, You know, I remember this moment of like, grandma, wait, wait a second. You can't, you can't leave me here. You can't leave me here. And um, she turned to me and she said, pumpkin, she said, I love you very much. She said, you have a very special gift. You're able to see, you're able to see me. And she said, not only can you see me now, you're going to see other people in the future. You're going to see others in the future. Don't be afraid. I love you. I will always be with you. Call on me. You're going to be okay. And just with that moment, she was gone. And so in terms of, it's like, how did this begin? You know, how did it all begin? You know, for me, that's my first, at least, you know, at that age, that's my first memory of having experience and forgive me, of course, for recording and there's noise outside my window, but, um, but um, that was my first experience. And so I don't know that I had a choice in the matter. Do you know what I'm saying? It call, it's like almost as though it called me. Um, and after that moment, you know, I was very blessed, even though I grew up in a, in a small kind of conservative town, my mom was very open-minded, you know, I was very blessed because she was very, very open-minded. So when I told her about these things, you know, she believed in the afterlife, you know, she, my mom believes in the afterlife and she believes that the soul goes on. And so for her, you know, it wasn't, She didn't think it was weird or strange. I thought she just thought, oh, okay, my kid can see things sometimes. So um, she didn't discourage me. And I think that that was really a blessing for me in terms of my upbringing, that she didn't discourage me. And she and her friends all love to go see psychics. And (laughs) so, um, but I don't think she ever thought in a million years when I was six years old, you know, and in 19, what was that? 1982, now y'all know how old I am, okay that I don't think she thought in 1982 that her daughter was going to grow up and do this work. You know, I think she thought, oh, my little girl, she sees that she's, you know, she sees things.
0: Well, that's good that they were positive with you throughout your development and helping you through it, because sometimes they turn the other way and say, no, you're just having imaginary friends or whatever. Right. So it's really good that they're supportive of it.
1: Yeah. And not only that, you know, we were really blessed growing up in Indiana. Um, there was a spiritualist um, camp there called um, Camp Chesterfield. And some of you will know about spiritualist camps. I live in Florida now. So there's Casadega here. There is Lilydale in New York, um, in upstate New York. Um, so the spiritualist camp, my my mom found an intuitive there that she loved. And she started going to see her. And of course, she said, oh, I've got this daughter who can who's seeing things. And, I, you know, we would. As a little girl, we would go past accident scenes and I would know what was happening. I would be able to tell my mom about people before I even knew anything about them. I ha- I would talk to her about these things. And my mom um, said to um, this woman, Sus- the Reverend Suzanne Greer, she said, would you be okay with, you know, talking to my daughter, you know, and at the time I was 13 years old and Suzanne was like, ah, she's like, normally I don't talk to kids, you know, like it's not really, but she said, you know have her call me and we'll see. And I remember talking to Suzanne for a few minutes on the phone and she got back on the phone with my mom and she was like, bring her up here now. And so really I was also in a very fortunate, you know, it was very fortunate because once I saw Suzanne and I spent time at Camp Chesterfield, um, which is in central Indiana, uh, the spirituals camp, you know, my mom would bring me back, you know, four or five times a year. My mom would bring me back. And so, really, um, you know, in my early teens began the, that. Really, little did I know at that time, but Suzanne really started working with me and developing um, my gifts. And, you know, she taught me about numerology, she taught me about using the tarot and angel cards, she taught me about astrology. Um, and she really modeled for me in a very beautiful way and taught me so much in terms of, you know, this work. Um, and so I was very, very blessed. So, you know, in terms of being, uh, you know, in training for this work, um, you know, that really, that training started when I was like, you know, 13, like about 13 years old. So that was really a blessing.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like you had a advantage at a young age for developing your abilities. So how yeah. was it through your journey? Did you find it an easy thing to do or did you have oh enough gosh, guidance no. and it was uh, a smooth journey oh. for you or?
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, would, I, I do I do not have a fairy tale story here. You know, I was blessed because I had a mother and really my dad was interested as well, even though he would never go to see an intuitive, but he was always very interested. But I grew up at least with a primary parental figure who was open-minded, but no, it wasn't because, you know, At that time, and even still now, there was still a lot of stigma attached to it. So it's nothing that I ever really talked about, you know. And in my world, I grew up in a world where it was like, you know, if you would talk about, you know, seeing things or perceiving things, that it might be the work of the devil or it might be, you know, something that's against the Bible or something. I grew up in a very, you know, kind of Christian community. Um, and so it's not something we ever talked about that much, you know, and it's not something I would ever talk to anyone because I would certainly feel judgment, you know, some level of judgment or wrath. So, you know, I went to school, I got a journalism degree, you know, as a writer, I was a teacher, I had lots of other, you know, lots of other work. But what I found is that, you know, I would be, you know, in a restaurant or I'd be at a store, I would be with a friend and I would sense something and I would just, I'm a Gemini, you know, Gemini's are very curious. We're very chatty and curious anyway. And I would just start telling people what I was sensing. So I just thought of it as something that I would casually, oh, this is just something that I experience and that I just talk to people about occasionally. You know, sometimes I'll have the courage to speak up and tell someone what I'm perceiving or what I'm picking up on. Um, But it wasn't until I was in my mid thirties when I was teaching, that my mentor, that Suzanne, actually called me on the phone, and she called me up one day, and she said, "Listen, I want to let you know I've been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and I don't have much longer, and I really need for you to start your business." And I was like, "Start my business? What are you talking? Like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about." She said. Yes. She's like, I've been working with you since you're 13. And she's like, it's time for you to get going. It's time for you to start doing readings. It's time for you to step up. Um, and she said, my generation is getting older and we need to know that there's another generation that's now stepping up, that's getting ready, you know, there, you know, to, to take our place. And I remember talking to her on the phone and thinking to myself, this is just lunacy. Like there is no way that, you know, I have a proper job now. There is no way I'm going to do, start an intuitive business and, um, and do this work. But by golly, I listened to my elders <laughs> and I listened to her. And my husband at the time was just like, well, what if you just tried it just to kind of see what happened? And if it doesn't go well, you can just continue to teach, but, you, you know, just try. And I remember going to my first, like it was a wellness fair here in, in the Tampa Bay area. And I remember setting up a tent, my mom and my friend were um, running the, they were manning the booth for me. And I thought to myself the night before, I thought, this is just the craziest thing. You know, this is, this is just crazy. And um, I got up the next morning. And as soon as I set the tent up, I started readings at 8.30 in the morning and didn't finish until 7.30 at night. So I did almost 12 hours of reading. So anyway, so I guess in a long-winded way, what I'm trying to say is that um, it took me it, this was not anything where I thought, Oh, this I'm going to, you know, I'm 15 years old or 17 years old and I'm going to make a career out of this. I never, ever thought that in the world. I just thought I'm a spiritual person. I'm an empath. I have these experiences, no big deal, but it took a lot to quote unquote, push me out of the spiritual closet and kind of get me out of the closet to come forward and to actually do it for a living. And what I loved about what Suzanne said to me in that phone call is she said, you know, we never charge for the gift, we only charge for our time. That's all we do. And that really helped me. Um, And from that point, I started literally my platform on social media on Instagram, I started a little platform on Instagram and I taught and did readings kind of part-time. And then my business grew to the point where I had to make a decision where, you know, I was doing so many, it was really, you know, I didn't have enough space in my calendar to do both. And so then I, yeah, that's when I decided to go full-time and it's the best decision I ever made, but it has, it really was a journey in terms of I think it's been more of a journey in terms of becoming comfortable with myself and learning how to be okay with myself, given the level of judgment in society. I think that's changing now. I think the stigma around it is changing because there's a lot more education out there, but I think it was just a journey in terms for me about accepting the fact that I wasn't some weird, crazy person that this was who I, you know, this is who I am and this is what I do. And, um, and I just, I'm so happy I did that because to me, I think to myself, this is what I was born to do. And I remember thinking back to when I was a teenager and thinking when I was 16, 17 years old, thinking, Oh, I wish I could talk to people someday about the fact that, you know, life goes on and the soul goes on. Oh, wouldn't that be a great thing, but Oh, I could never do that. You know, I'll never you know, be able to do that. So, um, so it's just been, it's just, it took someone. It took my mentor, kind of pushing me a little bit, you know, and saying, "Okay, come on, you got to do this." It definitely took that and a lot more. I mean, it's definitely been a journey. I will definitely say that, but it's been great. And you know, I have a full-time business, and I'm really happy. And I love doing. I love talking to people, and um, I, I just love. I, I love being a spiritual teacher and reminding people that there's just so much more than what meets the eye.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it sounds like you definitely went down the right path. Your guide must have been with you at that time, pushing you down the right path. But you mentioned that you had some stumbling issues coming through the closet into your current path. So Mm -hmm. uh, what were some of the stumbling blocks that you faced when you were starting out?
1: I think that the stumbling blocks A was just in terms of like, the logistics about how to create a business. You know, I think there were those in terms of, you know, I'm not a business part, you know, I have a journalism and teaching background, you know, I mean, I, that was, there was that piece about having to learn, but I think more than anything for me and I'm, I've said it here, but I'm, I'll reiterate, it was, (laughs) I come from a world where I'm a bit of a people pleaser and, and wanting to be, to fit in and not wanting to feel so crazy and so different. Um, and I remember every time initially when I started my business, when people said, you know, we casual conversation, people would say, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh my gosh, every time I have to tell people I am an intuitive medium or I'm a psychic medium and this is what I do for a living. And every time it's like having to explain myself every single time. And also just having to understand that every time I shared that, that there would be Potentially putting myself out there in the sense that I could negative, I could be judged or perceived in a negative way, um, and you know it's interesting because I have a sibling who is I have a trans sibling, and I remember he and I ta- he and I have talked a lot about the process of coming out, you know, whatever it is, coming out in your own capacity, and understanding that in the process of coming out and being something that mainstream society isn't quite yet, you know, fully that, um, you just always, you're putting yourself out there about for, you know, in terms of being judged, you know, and being judged maybe harshly or unfairly or people not understanding the work. And I think for me, that was probably the, that was the hardest thing for me to get. That was the, probably the hardest thing for me to work through, but I had another intuitive who said to me, you know, Carrie, she said, um, The more you love and accept yourself, the more everyone else will love and accept you. So you have to come to terms with yourself and say to yourself, no, hey, you know, this work is positive. I'm helping people. I'm supporting people. I'm illuminating. I'm connecting people with loved ones. I'm doing this work. There's nothing wrong with the work I'm doing. I just had to work through, I think, a lot of my own indoctrination within my own culture in terms of how I grew up culturally and how I grew up in my community. I had to work through a lot of those old the messages that I was taught as a little girl, not by my parents, but by the community or by the people that I was surrounded by, if that makes sense.
0: No, it totally does. Uh, we go through the same things here. My partner and I both run our business too, and it's the same issues that you face there. So it's like we have to explain to people what we do, who we are, what our background is every time we do something. So uh, we totally understand that. So yeah,
1: yeah. But I'm really grateful for a lot of our, like, you know, I say our forefathers and foremothers who kind of, who were more visible. I mean, I think about when I was a little girl, I don't know about you all, but, you know, I mean, I remember watching Sylvia, Sylvia Brown on Montel Williams as a kid, you know? and I was like oh my gosh and I remember reading every one of her books and seeing her do that work and I remember seeing my mentor do that work and even now there are just so many more people the work is a lot more mainstream now a lot more people are doing it I even saw a New York was it a New York Times article or from the was it in the Times or the New Yorker where they were talking about you know that intuitive medium intuitives medium psychic mediums that are the new life coaches you know that and I thought wow this is where we've come this is amazing you
0: know it is a lot of people like yourself do life coaching but they tie those two in together they tie in intuition they tie in uh, mediumship or psychic work as intuitive and it's all connected in a way too like it's all there so it's there to help people so it is and
1: i just think that we live in a world where you know i mean For me, it has been so helpful for me in my readings to know that there is just that our souls are eternal, or at least that's what I've been told. And that's what I've been shown is that, you know, that the soul is on a continuum And that we're never really, I love how Brian Weiss, who's a, you know, does past life regression work says, you know, we're never really born, but we never die. You know, we're never, you know, this whole concept of birth and death, you know, that those are really not real either, because this and and in relationship to the soul, that the soul is always alive, and that the body is just a vehicle. And, um, you know, when I think about that understanding about the fact that when we come into a body that, you know, I always say we come to earth school and that we're learning here and we're growing here and that we come in for, we come into the body for short periods of time to learn and grow and to heal and expand and to, you know, I love how Abraham say, you know, to launch these rockets of desire, you know, I love this, but it is so helpful for me that the idea that, um, the soul's eternal. Therefore I have time to get it done that this isn't, this isn't my first rodeo. It's not going to be probably my last one, you know, that um, this whole idea that it's okay, that there's more, there's more to what we're, there's more to what we're seeing in this 3d realm that there's just so much more. And for me, you know, It's my life's work and my life's passion to talk about that with others and to help others know that, to bring comfort to others, to know that, you know, it's not just, we don't just, you know, we're not just born and die and, you know, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. And there's nothing more of our soul. That's, that's just not what I've been shown. And um, it's so reassuring for myself to know that life goes on and that there are more um, peaks and journeys, and there are more more things to come. And, um, and bringing that message into the world, you know? Yeah, really f-
0: for sure. For sure. Is that something that your clients come to you for? Or what are some of the main things that you do for your clients day to day?
1: Well, I think day to day, I think my clients come to me oftentimes with issues. Okay. I think a couple of things, issues that are coming up in their lives that they're having a hard time getting solved in traditional counseling, or they're having a hard time getting solved just in, within their, you know, whatever framework they have in place in their life. Um, so or, or I would say maybe persistent issues, things, recurring issues as well, um, relationship issues, but also clients wanting to know just more about, you know, their love, you know, who have experienced a, a loss in their life, you know, who maybe a pet or a loved one or someone has passed that they want to be connected with. Um, also just trying to, you know, in terms of, Oh, you know, what's my life purpose? Like, what am I doing here? What's the whole point of my existence here? Trying to work through that or trying to work through relationship issues. You know, uh, I am, I'm a Gemini. So I think I, I kind of get a lot, but, um, my jam, if I have a jam, um, <laughs> uh, I think my clients come to me a lot with, um, when they're feeling down, uninspired, flat, trying to get that inspiration, trying to understand what the meaning or purpose and what they're doing here. I That's an area of specialty for me. Um, also connecting, I guess, clients, you know, with their loved ones in spirit, with, you know, pets, p- people who have moved, uh, and also spirit guys, you know, with their team in spirit, to know who's around them in spirit. Um, and then also with relationships, I, um, that's another one of my areas of my specialties is also helping. I can write a name down and I don't know how it works. Um, but I can write a name down and I can look at that name and I can go, like, I can go, I feel like almost all the way back to Akashic Records. I can go way back. It's just a thing I have. So, um, you know, and I, I grew up in a family of therapists. So <laughs> people always say to me, they're like, oh, we feel like, oh, we got connected to our soul. We got connected to our loved ones. Oh, and we just had a counseling session. So,
0: <laughs> well, that's um, what it is, really. I, like, you're really counseling your clients that you have day to day right they come to you it for is. a specific reason and your yeah. time helped them through that reason so yeah, with what you and know, guidance. So, yeah
1: yeah and also just the memory and the understanding that you know we are all a spark of the divine you know we all came from this divine loving source or at least that's what i've been shown and um trying to remind us all remember all of our uh, us all about our divinity you know and um also this idea that if we think about it that before we come into a body that we spend at least what i've been shown is that we don't you know there are no um what do i want to say i'm sorry mercury retrograde and i've lost my my gemini has lost her words but there are no you know coincidences i guess is what i'm trying to say as well this whole idea that there is a plan that we put into place before we take a body, that taking a body is serious business, coming into physical form is, is that's serious work. And that um, when we take a body that on the other side, we're working with our guides, we're working with our families, we're working with our loved ones to try to maximize our time here on earth and in these bodies to grow and to learn and to heal as much as possible. And so also just helping us all to remember that there is meaning in every little thing that is unfolding in our lives. There is so much meaning um, and to try to bring more meaning. So I think those are all that's all a lot of the work that I do. But always before my sessions, I go into meditation about 10, 15 minutes before my sessions. I go into meditation. I open up my intuitive channel. So this will be, you know, all my, you know, crown, however you want to say it, you know, soul star crown chakra, third eye, you know, ear chakras, throat chakras. I open up my, my spiritual, you know, those chakras. um, And I literally go up into prayer and I open up and I ask spirit to bring forward, you know, um, whatever it is that my client needs. And that includes individuals who, you know, loved ones in spirit who want to come forward, guides who want to come forward you know, ascended masters, angels who want to come forward, and also messages. I'm always asking spirit before I even get into session, okay, what are we like, what's, like, what's happening here? What's going on with my client? So, um and so before I start a session, I have quite normally, I have quite a bit written down.
0: Um, That's interesting that you actually get your messages beforehand. I know some Uh, mediums do it the opposite way they kind of get their client in first and then sense what their needs are but that's kind of cool that you get it beforehand yeah
1: i think it's probably going back to this like the way again i'm totally being honest today hello i just came back from vacation i'm like yes let's totally be honest I think it's a bit of the overachiever in me and also the part of me that says, because some people who come to us, they've never had this experience or they've not had a lot of these experiences. And I think that there's always, I think we all have a certain amount of skeptic, skepticism, if that makes sense, or of like, oh my gosh, is this person good? Or is this person legit? And so I always feel like maybe it's my, my need to prove myself, but I always feel like it's better for me as an intuitive, and this is just me. And I know it's just my, it's my wiring, but for me, I always feel more comfortable leading with material so that my client knows off the bat immediately that I'm legit, you know, like that I'm like, you know, that there is, you know, that I have information that I'm not asking them a million questions because I think in terms of our work, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you could have gotten that for anybody. Or, oh, oh, she just asked me if you ask me a million questions, of course, anybody can come up with that. But it's like I like to go into my readings cold. I like to go in without knowing a single thing except your date of birth and your name. That's all I want. And I want to be able to download. I want to be able to see like what comes in, Um, because I think that for me, at least, I feel like that does establish at least a little bit of legitimacy.
0: Well, totally for sure. If that's all the information you have from somebody you've never seen before, you're seeing a client for the first time, you know their name, you know their date of birth, and you just go from there. That definitely proves that you have what it takes to yeah, to definitely. them that you're real, right? So,
1: <laughs> so that's definitely kind of how I rock and roll. Yeah. And I also use, you know, a little bit of numerology, you know, so I look at, you know, I'll look at a life path number. I'll After my meditation, I'll write, you know, I'll look and see what your life path number is. I'll look at the personal year cycle because I think that that is incredibly accurate in numerology. Again, that's what Suzanne, my mentor, taught me. Um, and I love astrology as well as a tool. So, you know, I can look at least for even though I'm not looking at a natal chart, I can look at least in terms of sun sign, like, oh, right now it's like, oh, the eclipses, if you're a Scorpio, oh, eclipses are in your sign, South notice and Scorpio, oh, you're dump. you know, Scorpios are dumping a lot of, you know, they're like, letting go of a lot, releasing a lot, stepping away from a lot. Um, so, um, you know, those are all secondary tools that I have. But my primary tool is just cold going down looking at a name just cold going up into meditation and just writing things down
0: that's amazing that you can do it that way that's just a brilliant way of doing it i think like there's no other way to prove to somebody that's skeptical about the subject you know it's like if you can do it from just a little bit of information like that that's awesome
1: Yeah, it is awesome. But I, you know, I mean, we always are met with skeptics. I mean, I recently, I read for a skeptic and and this person was not happy with anything I was bringing forward. So I just gave this individual their money back and was like, you know what? Uh, No. Um, But then I also had an experience when I was living in Los Angeles where I had a hospice patient. And um, I remember (laughs) He was an atheist. He didn't believe in anything. And I remember telling him, I was with him for almost a year and a half. And I remember telling him all about my spiritual stuff. And I would tell him all about life goes on. And he was like, You're crazy. You're full of it. You know, none of this is real. It's crazy. And the funniest thing happened was that I remember reading for him. And this was well before I did this for a living. um, And um, I remember I was probably about two or three weeks after his passing, after his funeral. And I got this. Random phone call. Obviously, nothing random. Um, I got a phone call saying, "Oh, you've won this reading with this, you know, well-known medium in uh, Los Angeles." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And forgive me, of course, my dog is barking. And <laughs> we're recording, um, and they connect me on the phone, and I was like, "Spirit, what is going on here?" I was like, "What is going on here?" And I'll tell you. Um, this individual brought through my hospice patient. And he said, I've got a man here who you just helped transition. And he wants to let you know, the jokes on him, the jokes on him. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny. So, you know, I just think, you know, even for people, I think my job is not here to make a believer out of people. But um, I think that At some point, we're all going to drop the body. So I always say to people, you know, listen, you know, at some point, we're all going to know, you know, at some point, we're all going to, we're all going to transition. And we'll all know at some point.
0: Well, that's the best part about doing this work in the field that we're in both you as a psychic medium, with me with my abilities, and being a paranormal investigator as well. Like we're trying to find out what's going to happen, what to believe in. And it's not to prove to somebody else that it's real, but it's more to prove to your own self that you can do this, right? So,
1: yeah. And I love your work as a paranormal investigator because I was thinking about this before we talked. You know, um, for me, I am clairvoyant. So I see, you know, I'm clairvoyant. We're talking about all the clairs, all the forms of intuition. But, you know, the first and foremost is I think about the law of physics, which is the energy can be changed, but it cannot be destroyed. And I always think with the paranormal investigation and in terms of energy, that isn't it amazing, these energetic, you know, frequencies and emissions that are taking place. And I think we're going to I don't think it I know it Um, intuitively. I know it. We're going to get to a place where I think science is going to catch up with the spirituality. You know, I think the science of being able to quote unquote prove things is going to catch up to the spirituality at some point. I think it's all going to catch up. So
0: yeah i I do too not yet no but i think it will eventually i think it started with the tools that we have available nowadays like spirit box communication uh, divine tools like energy work and stuff like that it's all building up to something but i think it's not quite at that point yet maybe once we get into things like quantum computers and stuff like that we'll be able to get more advanced research in that field so
1: i agree and i think also just this whole i think you know, what my guides were telling me is, Carrie, you've got to step out of the closet. You've got to step out of the spiritual closet because what you're doing is giving more permission for other people to do the same thing. So I think we're also in a process where people are, the more we talk about it and the more we talk about it publicly, people are like, oh yeah, I had that experience. Oh yeah, I've had that experience. And it's the reality is, or at least what I've been taught and shown is that we're all sentient, energetic beings. We're all intuitive. We all have the ability. It's one of our, it's one of our core senses. You know, we're taught so much about intelligence, about how to use the mind. And, you know, at least in Western, you know, Western society, we're taught so much about intellect, but I mean, you know, even in terms of feelings, you know, like when you get into a room and you can sense kind of like what the vibe in the room is, or you, you meet someone, but they haven't talked to you yet, but you get a sense of them, you know, it's like, Folks, this is intuition. That that, that's intuition. Like that you didn't have, you didn't know that. You don't know that. That's just a sense you have. Those are just your feelings. And so there's this other piece, which is also about education, which is to say, hey, wait a second. This isn't some weird thing that we're doing here. This is something you're born with. Each and every person, we're all born, and we all have the ability to, to sense and to perceive. And also to see and to sense and perceive our loved ones in spirit and to sense and perceive the world beyond us, whether that's, you know, seeing a draw a feather or a drop coin or um, feeling like, you know, you've sensed something or seeing someone in a dream or the cardinal that comes to your window every day, all the time, or butter, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you don't even have to see an actual human being or a physical person to know that there's more than what meets the eye here, but This whole idea that we all have the ability, we're all sentient beings and that we are all wired up with and equipped to sense more than just this physical three-dimensional world. And my dream, (laughs) my dream and my hope is I cannot wait until this work is taught in schools. You know, when we get in terms of our schooling, where we start teaching about, you know, emotional intelligence in terms of, you know, how do you self-regulate just in terms from a psychological standpoint, emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, you know, what I'm saying all these different forms of intelligences that we want to start equipping our children with at a young age so that they are able to manage and handle this world better, you know, so they're able to navigate this world easier or better.
0: And I think we all need that these days. And if that can start with our children in school and developing them in an earlier age, and I think it'll make this world a better place, especially how things are nowadays. So,
1: Absolutely. Just with the intensity and just to mm-hmm. know that you are, we are all more than even just this lifetime that we're more, you're more than just this physical body. You are the amount, Im- you're the collection of all your, of your eternal self. And, you know, there are, you know, our souls have been doing things for, you know, long time, long time than what we've been in our physical bodies. So also tuning into that and awakening to that.
0: So true. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your insight today. I appreciate it very much. And especially for you just getting back recently. So I appreciate you taking your time today. And happy birthday, by the way. (laughs)
1: Thank you so, so, so much. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm a crazy little Gemini. I'm a step two. I'm a two degree Gemini, highly sensitive, but yes, uh, it was just a wonderful to share this space with you.
0: Is there anything that you like to promote? Do you have a website that people can reach you at or...
1: Definitely. You can find me on Instagram and also at my website. Um, my Instagram handle is at Carrie Stiers, C-A-R-R-I-E-S-T-I-E-R-S. Um, I'm there. I actually do in my Instagram stories. I do daily energy updates. So I get online. I kind of talk every day about energetically what's going on in terms of videos. I, I in terms of my stories, I also post pictures and quotes, um, and then I also, obviously I'm doing readings full time. Uh, and so my website, there's a link there from Instagram, but you can also find me on my website and book a reading with me at Carrie, you know, CarrieStyers.com, www.carrystyers.com There's 30 minute, one hour options there. Um, and, um, I also have a subscription service called the lighthouse, which is a group of like-minded spiritual individuals. So if you're looking for more spiritual community, that's another place, another, um, kind of group that I've established. So, yes, but I'd love to share with you all. I love, you know, I love doing this work. I love talking to individuals. It is my life's mission. And um, I love connecting individuals with their higher selves, with all the divinity in them and with their loved ones and on the other side. So, that's just, yeah, I love it.
0: Uh, well, wonderful. We love having you guys on here too, A Haunting Life, so you can showcase what you do to everybody else. So, thank you again for coming on, Carrie. And I appreciate it very much for you being here today.
1: Bye everyone. Take care.
0: Bye bye.
1: The intuitive part happens when all of a sudden you realize that you're looking at pictures, right? You're looking at pictures on cardboard that somehow makes so much sense to you or your sitter that you can't really explain why, right? Because it's, you know, tarot is a strange thing to do. It's not very logical. Uh, When you start to try, you know, to break down why it works, it's one of those things that I was, you know, I would say it shouldn't work,
0: but it does. It wasn't until after I started uh, meditating when I was probably in my, I guess, my 40s or so, um, because I was on Wall Street, I was getting you know totally stressed out. I started meditating every single day just to relax. And after about 12 months of meditation, one day I had a... Spiritual awakening, where all of a sudden I saw four spirits in my mind's eye, and I had this dramatic experience, which was absolutely beautiful. And after that uh, awakening, it was really where all of a sudden the door kind of reopened.
1: So this guy. You know i was giving him his mother showed me what i look what she looked like and she was giving me evidence of her life and how she passed and all these things and he's just acknowledging yes 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 i'm not sure whatever you're not sure of, just write down you'll remember it later um and just before the spirit was about to be done and i was about to wrap up the reading she gave me the finger my face dropped and i'm like shoot i'm like why did she do that because that never happened to me before and i'm going why did she do that do i tell him do i do i say this to him and i said i i can't withhold information so i said listen sir i don't know how to tell you this and it's a little strange because this never happened to me i says but your mom gave me the finger he was laughing so hard to the the point of tears Uh, as spirit works with us um when the student is ready the teacher comes and there was elderly gentleman that came to get massage work there was something about him that was so different the, the white hair the, the most crystal blue eyes I'd ever seen so he's on the table and he's telling me he has this shoulder problem and I said okay I can do blah, 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 and he said to me, no, we're gonna do something different today. So I placed my hand above and I felt the discrepancy where the injury was. And he said, I want you to take your hand and move this energy around. And then afterwards, I looked at him and I said, well, who are you? Where did you come from? And he just smiled and then he goes, I'm just a traveler.
0: This this week's episode, watch it on R.I.B. Rhode Island Broadcasting. Replaying our episodes every week on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m.
1: Follow them on social media, on Facebook, or on YouTube.